Welcome in to our third edition of the Red Burger Report during this summer. I'm Mike Mara, sports editor, joined by my co-editor, Nate Head. Nate, how are we doing today? Man, doing well. Great to be back in normal. Uh, great to be in the office and uh, see everyone today. So, yeah, we have a new edition coming out tomorrow, so uh, be sure to check that out online. And so on this edition of the Red Bird Report, we got two things we want to check off our list, and that's going to be Paris Lee signing a pro contract. And then the Missouri Valley Football Conference released their preseason poll earlier today, which is Tuesday, July 25th. So we'll hit all on the hit all of those things. But first, let's start with Paris Lee. As of July 14th, per his Instagram, Paris Lee announced that he was going to be headed to the Antwerp Giants of Belgium to play professional basketball. And Nate, I know we saw this guy tear it up for four years i know neither of us were here for those all four of those years but we got to see him do it i know for me my our his junior year and his senior year you saw his senior year you know this is kind of the culmination of what his his redbird career was you know i'm really uh encouraged by paris lee taking the next step in his uh basketball you know career um i'm glad that he you know found a home in belgium uh, and it's going to be obviously a huge step for him you know moving you know in a different country you know literally um you know he probably could have you know signed on to a you know a d-league team maybe but you know sometimes it's more beneficial to you know play overseas get that exposure uh and playing time over there and you know from there anything can happen i mean there's many people uh, and athletes in the nba right now who um you know has got their start overseas a couple that come to mind are you know brandon jennings started off there and um, i know josh smith um kind of went back and forth so you know his nba dreams i i understand those are his you know ultimate aspirations but just because he's over going overseas now um does not mean it's the end of the line for uh, those hopes and that's the one thing that i i talked to him about when i talked to paris uh, just a couple of days ago before he heads overseas. You know, I kind of asked him, I said, you know, take me through the process of growing, going pro. You know, not a lot of people fully understand what that is and, and what that entails. And he had said, you know, dating back to April, it got off to a kind of a rocky start. You know, he had three workouts with NBA teams. I believe it was the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Mavericks. And he had said he had good showings at with the Spurs and in the Rockets, and he said the one that he was kind of iffy on was the Mavs, but he said no matter what, he felt like he was able to compete with those guys there and, you know, really felt that he had earned himself a spot at least on a summer league team. And he said he was pretty disappointed when he didn't hear his name called during the draft or, you know, wasn't called to, you know, be signed for a summer league team. But he said the best thing that he did was come back down here and work out with Dan Muller, the assistant coaches down here, and all the other guys, you know, his former teammates, now former teammates, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, he had all throughout the past, you know, two, three years, and worked out with them, and he said they kept his spirits high, because he said he got down for a while, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and he just didn't want it to affect him too, too much, but, you know, at the end of the day, he said that the coach from Antwerp, you know, really kind of, when they were talking to him, kind of recruiting him to, to sign, he, they said he did his, they did their homework on him and they said you know mm -hmm. he, he he talked about how he saw his game relating overseas and how it would translate and how he thinks it's going to translate and he just said he's like you know what this is you know this is a good move and the one thing that I think I, I was most impressed with was when I asked Paris what he's looking forward to most and it's the same thing that he did here he just wants to go over there and kind of change a community that's the one thing he said he wanted to change a community both 
give the community a fan something to cheer about something you know worthwhile going to see but also create a winning community inside the locker room and whatnot and that's that's something that he did here that's something I think we could both agree upon you know he brought this community together um, you know there were there were some dark times here as a redbird for him I mean most notably when that plane crashed and seven people died most notably Tory Ward passed away an assistant coach that everybody was so so close with and you know that's kind of one of those times that he pulled the Redbird community together and I think he'll do that over there as well yeah definitely and you know just going back from you know to the you know on the court type of thing you know it's kind of a unfortunate break for him to you know get these workouts with you know teams of, of such stature as the uh, you know the Spurs and Rockets um, you know there's probably not much room on the on the Rockets team with you know Chris Paul and James Harden in the background in the backcourt so uh, kind of a you know tough break there um, obviously the Spurs are you know in the finals or, or close to it every year so you know in, in my opinion he definitely um deserved a you know a spot on a summer league team somewhere uh, i'm not sure you know where it could have went from there but I, I think i think he definitely um was at the level or even higher than the level of some people um at the summer league definitely and that's one of the things that i know i talked about with uh my brother me and my brother like to you know, talk sports every now and then, but you know, obviously, he, me being here at Illinois State, him back home, you know, he's kind of taken Illinois State to his own. He'll follow Illinois State just because I'm down here. Um, and you know, one of the things we talked about was throughout the entire summer, and probably you know, pr- since March or so, we've talked about if you know who on Illinois State's team this past season, you know, had a shot to go pro. And that was one of the guys that, you know, I kept telling him, you know, I think Paris can go pro. I think Paris can go pro. And we've had conversations throughout the summer. He goes, have you heard anything? Do you think, you know, anything's coming up? And I, you know, I said, I, you know, all I know is that he didn't get taken in the draft. He hasn't been signed to a summer league team. And so when he got signed to go overseas, it was kind of like, okay, that's, that's about it. And the one thing though is, is, is Dan Muller, when I asked him about if he thought there was ever a doubt in his mind if Paris was going to go pro, whether it was going to be the NBA, overseas, whatever kind of professional basketball it was going to be, Dan said he never had a doubt. He did say that when Paris came in as a freshman, that's when he kind of thought, you know what, this kid's going to have to work a lot harder than everybody because of his size. He's, he's not the biggest guy in the gym, mm. but he said it only took a few times watching you know, him work out on the court and kind of do his thing and then it was kind of like you know what he's going to play somewhere and that's that's what Muller actually had said is he doesn't he didn't know where professionally Paris was going to end up but he knew somewhere along the lines no matter what professional rank it may be Paris had the ability had the work ethic had the drive to do so and had the love of basketball and so at that point he knew he was going to play professionally he just didn't know where and I think Paris will make a good pro. I think that's and that's another thing that Dan mentioned mm-hmm. was that he thinks just the way that he's versatile on both ends of the floor, plays hard defense, can score the ball, can dish the ball out. You know, I, and that's the one thing that even Paris had said at the end of the day. You know, there may be a couple different rules, whatever it may be overseas, or you're not playing on your homeland, you're not playing in the United States, <laughs> and you're playing overseas, or you literally have to pick up and move overseas mm-hmm. to go play basketball. At the end of the day, it's just basketball. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I actually found kind of interesting, and this is something Dan said before before I talked to Paris, was I asked him one adjustment that Paris might have to make, and he said, now Paris is being being paid. 
Mm-hmm. He said last year, in the past four years, I should say, the last four years, Paris hasn't been able, hasn't been played to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously you still want a guy to produce when they're not being pay, being paid. But now that you're being paid, you're going to be put under a scope and you're going to be watched. And you know what? If you don't perform well, mm-hmm. you're being paid so yeah. you could be pulled. Yeah. And that's the one thing that he said is going to be an adjustment. It's nice to be paid and play basketball. But he did say that's going to be something that – is never easy adjusting to, but it's an adjustment that you kind of have to live with. And at the end of the day, you can't worry about what's going on inside the front office or whatnot. You just have to go out there and do your job. And I, I think Paris will do a good job of that. Yeah, and just some, you know, some of my closing thoughts on this is, you know, first off, it's you know, congratulations to him. Um, you know, a lot of people don't even make it this far um, as he, you know, has now. So, you know, and, and this could also serve as a, you know, a turning point for him. Uh, you know, obviously he was disappointed with. Um, you know how the you know his NBA aspirations turned out, but you know he could use this you know as uh, motivation and you know play with the chip on his shoulder and you know we'll keep an eye on him and uh, you know we wish him the best of luck uh, overseas. And like Nate said, congratulations to Paris Lee signing a pro contract with the Antwerp Giants of Belgium. So again, congrats to Paris Lee. As we move on in the Redbird Report, we have the NBC. I should. MVFC mm-hmm. preseason poll for football and as you probably would have guessed North Dakota State sitting at the top they're projected to be number one followed by the co-champion last year North Dakota State and South Dakota State were co-champions a season ago and one vote separates those two from the first place from first place in the preseason poll as South Dakota State takes second Youngstown State the FCS runner-up is third and Illinois State is fifth. I I was a little surprised. Uh, I get that the Missouri Valley Football Conference is probably one of the is I sh- I'm going to correct myself is probably the toughest FCS conference in football. But I, I think there's more to this Illinois State team than a fifth place finish. Well, yeah, I think the um, the poll results today definitely raise some eyebrows. You know, around Redbird Nation today, um, obviously the two Dakota teams and uh, even Youngstown State, I believe, are you know rightfully earned their place in, in the top three sl- uh, slots, respectively. Um, I think ISU would have been more uh, appropriately suited for the four spot, and that's why you know even just the difference between four and five, you know, has many you know shaking their heads. Um, you know, Jay Colby coming in on a uh, you know second year. Um, the Redbirds now have five uh, members named to the all preseason team for the conference, and, and those guys are uh, Devontae Harris, of course, um, Alex Kakor, and Dalton Keene, and those guys are all on the defense, which is supposed to be you know the team's strongest you know strength this year, and um, and then rounding out that is uh, Spencer Schnell, which um, you know should really uh you know provide a you know weapon for you know colby he's a wide receiver and uh it's be a second year this year so you know we'll see where it goes but uh yeah definitely um you know not where the redbirds would have liked to be but you know you have to remember it is just a preseason poll and the one thing about a preseason poll is mm-hmm. a lot of times those are the bulletin board material type things and yeah. i can guarantee you that brock's back's putting that on the bulletin board and saying hey a fifth place finish really yeah you know that that doesn't cut it here and mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think it'll provide some motivation. I know we had our predictions come out in our survival guide and, and posted online. 
and I know I had them at eight and three. I know you had them at nine and two. I still, I think I'll still stand firm on that. Um, and the one reason I think that is is because after watching this team in the spring, this defense is going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, their offense is going to have to pull through their offense. And I think that, to be honest, is probably why they're sitting in fifth place is because when you look at the spring game, you know, stat line, exactly, yeah. you know, seven points, mm-hmm. they, you know, both offenses scored seven points, but then you look at it on another side, on a positive side, their defense only allowed seven points in a spring game. Usually when you look around, you know, the NCAA, you see spring games, you know, whatever, <laughs> maybe red and white or blue and gold, whatever the teams may be, it's like 42 to 38. You yeah. know, it's these shootouts. And so, I mean, I think it does say something about this defense and, you know, I know football season's right around the corner as, you know, it's already July 25th, and they kick off September 2nd, I believe, against Butler. And so, I mean, football season's right around the corner, and I got to tell you, I, I still think that there's there there's four games at the end of the season that would be the ones that come back to haunt Illinois State. And, you know, obviously that features South Dakota State, North Dakota State, mm-hmm. North Dakota State being at home on senior day, and again, I know we talked about it the last time on the Redbird Report. I don't think that this group of seniors is going to let North Dakota State come in here and just roll over them on senior day, especially because this is the first time, not the first time they've played since the national championship, but it is the first time that North Dakota State's coming to Hancock Stadium since that FCS national championship game. And I just don't think that that Illinois State's going to let North Dakota State get the best of them on their home full, on their home field, you know, one last time and. It's going to be tricky, mm-hmm. and I think we can both agree upon this. I think there's going to be some growing pains and some – I'm trying to find the right, right words here. I think growing pains fits it well. I think there's going to be some growing pains with this football team, and, mm-hmm. and, and they might struggle at the start of the season. I don't think it's going to affect them to the point of a win or a loss, but you know it'll noticeably be, hey, you know what, they got to sure this thing up, yeah. they got to sure that up. You know, before, like I said, I think October 15th or 14th, I don't remember off the top of my head, against Southern Illinois. It's at Southern Illinois. I think that's the first game on the schedule that you have to circle and be like, that's a game for Illinois State that they could drop. And that's that. I think that's going to be the true testing ground for Illinois State. Yeah, you know, there's going to be games where, you know, games that they have to win. Uh that's a perfect example. Um, I'd say a, a game against Western Illinois, uh, who are supposed to be sixth. I'd say that's you know it'd be another big win. That's on Family Weekend here at Hancock. So I'd like to see them you know pretty much clean up their their home um, schedule. And uh, you know you mentioned the Senior Day game against North Dakota State. Um, you know that's a game very you know far away, but um, that's one. That I could see ISU taking, um, but still very early to to say that. But um, you know, I have them at nine and two, and which you know may be a little steep to some, but uh, I'll stand firm on that. Yeah, and I'll stand eight and three. But that's about all we got here on this last summer edition of the Redbird Report. Nate, anything you want to say to all of our listeners uh, before we come back in the fall and really get get back to the grind? Man, all I gotta say is uh, enjoy these, you know, last month uh, of the summer, uh, maybe even less than that, and uh, 
you know, keep on checking out our content on Twitter, on Facebook, on, you know, online on our website and um, our physical copies that come out twice a week when school starts. Um, yep. Looking forward to seeing everybody when school starts. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Like he said, we appreciate all the eyes, all the ears, everything you give to us. And if you want to give us some feedback, please reach out to Vedette Sports on Twitter. But that's all we've got for this edition of the Redbird Report. Signing off until the fall. I'm Mike Mara. And, and I'm Nate Head. head. <laughs>